1: where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad, and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward, and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. I posted a few reviews, a few blogs from before. i read his first book, and this is his second book, which is a book about hope why everything is fucked and who is it mark manson so i'd really recommend his that name again he's mm-hmm. mark manson MarkManson.net is his website i definitely give it a look there's some really good stuff on there if you've been coached by me you may well have had me send you a blog of his before so there's a few things in there that i found really interesting especially so a lot of the books that i listen to i try to find uh stuff that's going to be useful for a fat loss perspective like for our clients twilight fifty shades of gray Harry Potter. I imagine most of our clients have read that. The one they've read, the Mark Mansons. Harry Potter, uh, Definitely Twilight, the Chainsaw Gray, and Harry Potter. Good, good choices there. And the first kind of interesting point from it. That's my wish list. That I found. Shut up! You want to get out of here quickly, don't you? I'll, I'll eat my <laughs> uh, There's two really interesting studies that I'll just go through quickly because it gives a bit of background and then that will explain kind of the second bit. The first one, which is a bit easier to grasp, is the German beeper study, which I'd read about before when I'd done some willpower reading. Hit me on the beeper, 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 beep, 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 beeper. This is gonna be my input for uh, it Could you make podcast. it more sporadic? Beeper. So basically what they did was they gave a few thousand people a beeper, and then spoke to them at basically indiscriminate time periods, and asked them how happy they were on a scale of one to 10. And what the study showed was pretty boring, but kind of interesting, the fact that everyone's always at a seven, so people would get messages and most people would say, I'm a 7 out of 10 on a happiness front. Then something good would happen, people would get married, they'd go on holiday, they'd win the lottery, they'd go up to a 10 for a period of time, and then they'd come back down to a 7. Or something bad would happen, they'd lose a job, they'd get divorced, you know, someone would die, they'd drop to kind of the 2 to 5 range, and then slowly but surely they would come back to the 7. And then the other study is the blue dot study, which they showed a group of people blue dots on a screen, like thousands of dots, and every now and then they'd throw a purple one in. And over a period of time, they'd reduced the number of blue dots and showed them more purple dots. So bear with me. It's a slightly dry one on this. And uh, what would happen over a period of time is people would see what they believed to be true. So they'd start to confuse the colours. So they thought, the scientists that did this study, let's go a bit further. And they'd give people job adverts, some of which sounded normal and some of which sounded more malicious. And people had to pick out the malicious ones. And over time, people would get distorted and they would find more malicious job adverts, and basically what this is saying is that people will, over time, they'll just look for what they believe to be true, and you're always gonna be unhappy, there's always gonna be things wrong. James was talking the other week about a guy, was it in Pakistan, who got the BMW, and he wanted a different car and he rolled it into the river. That won't me. I don't know who you'll be talking to. Who else do you run a nutrition company with? Different hairy man. It's not me. And it's the idea that, they both kind of knit together nicely, that no matter what happens, your life won't be perfect. There's always gonna be something going wrong. And the same thing with the malicious intent, is that no matter how good everything's going, people always find a problem. You know, and you like to think that when this happens, I'll feel loads better. Mm. But it's just not the case, because it's always gonna be discomfort. And ultimately, to, to round off my first point here, you need to choose your pain. So it's always going to be pain in your life no matter what happens. So why not make it a productive pain? Exercise is painful. Eating well is painful. But it's going to make you healthier. It's going to make you happier. It's going to give you a longer, better quality of life. So if you're going to have pain in your life, then why not make it something that's actually going to help you and your family live a better quality of life? Yeah, I think that ties into that whole idea when people go like, cheese is
0: life. Chocolate is life. Prosecco is life. And people believe but well, obviously beliefs are just thoughts, that um, these things add so much pleasure to their lives, when actually, you know, that five, 10 minutes of pleasure that you get from eating cheese, or, well, you might eat a lot more, you might eat 30 minutes worth of cheese, <laughs> uh, is actually causing like 24 hours per day of pain because you're not comfortable, you're not happy with the body that you're in, you're not happy with the state of your health, not happy with you know the effects that your excess weight is having on you uh, emotionally and physically so you're seeing beyond that like I said picking that pain of maybe you know limiting the amount of cheese that you have or limiting the amount of or you know or going six nights without Prosecco so you can have one night where you have two glasses and enjoy it as opposed to having two to three glasses per night you know that's perceived as pain but then does that massively outweigh the amount of pain that you're in by shying away from being in photos, you know, from not wanting to take your kids swimming by being self conscious about how your uniform fits, you know, all these different things by not being able to buy the clothes that you want to buy because they don't do them in your size, you know, all these different things causing you massive pain. And it's
1: just seen beyond that and kind of looking through a different frame, basically, for me. Mm, very good. I think we talk about it quite a lot in the office and maybe in the podcast too about some of the things that we read in the questionnaires are like so unbelievably painful. And then they say these things like James just said about, you know, bread is life. And then you copy and paste bits from their questionnaire that says, I've not been happy for 23 years. Yeah, I'm disgusted when I look in the mirror or, you know, I, I hate getting changed in front of my husband. Which one's more painful? If you're gonna have pain, then choose the pain that's gonna help your life. And it's, people are just so quick to think and to forget, like James was saying, about like the beliefs thing, the belief that alcohol crap food adds loads to your life you need it every night then you cut it out for a week and realise actually you didn't miss it as much as you thought it's like like a lot of things that the perception is loads worse than the reality I think for us from our experience when
0: long time ago when we have dieted very very hard and been very restrictive you know for a set point so it's not like a sustainable approach it's not something you could do day in and day out you know 365 days a year is you get those cravings and you think oh my god I really want to eat X, Y, and Z, but you get through the one day, and then the following day, you're like, I'm so glad. Oh, I every morning. That. Every yeah, morning. And you've got that, that little bit, you know, we talk about quite a lot on the podcast, you've got that little bit of evidence that actually, I can get through that day without having X, Y, or Z. And it's just that little bit to bank, and then you go, well, I've done two days now, I've done three days, I've done four days, and Joe, how many days have you got chocolate now? Uh, six
1: months and two weeks. Six months and two weeks? No one's counting. Yeah, stop stop counting, that's how far it's gone now. I think. It's just the the idea that people say, I always binge. It's like, you wouldn't say that if someone was dealing with trying to stop alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. The, 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 like, what happens if you just fight through those cravings? Well, eventually you get through to the other side. It's just gritting your teeth sometimes for long enough or finding solutions that are going to work. And that's where people tend to struggle is they just don't push through. Of course you're going to binge there because you ultimately you've given in. So It's
0: changing your beliefs. and Like you said, you're... Know, when people say, "Oh, you know, I thing I pull up people, on, like someone said the other day, sometimes a girl's just got to have chocolate. Like, you don't have to. I did have, have, have chocolate. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you, oh, no, just, you know, sometimes a girl needs to have chocolate, that's what she said. And I said, need or want, you know, you need to drink water, you need to be able to breathe. You want to eat chocolate. Nothing bad's going to happen if you don't eat it. You might be a bit cranky. But there's, you know, there's a massive difference between what and need, and you know, like I said, about, you know, the beliefs. That's just like a set of kind of Ideas and assumptions that you will form your um, behaviour around. You know, so if you think every time you have your period, I have to eat chocolate, I have to eat, you know, pizza or toast or whatever it's going to be, then you're going to behave like that. So it's just kind of changing those those beliefs. You know, just goes on about limiting beliefs and open mindsets, and it's just so important. Goes, goes, on, goes on about. Goes on about. discusses. Yeah. So <laughs> it goes on. Um, it's just so important that you
1: know, this is what needs to happen. Cool, so that kind of leads nicely onto the second bit where he talks, uh, Mark Manson in the book talks about the different ways of thinking and you've got kind of child mindset and adolescent mindset and an adult mindset and the child mindset is just to think instinctively. So I'm hungry or I need the toilet or I'm not comfy and then there's immediate reaction. So, you know, if you give a child ice cream then they're gonna, or they know where the ice cream is, then they're going to seek that out and not worry about the consequences. Whereas an adolescent mindset thinks more about the means, which is getting the ice cream and the ends. So, for example, if they get told off for having ice cream or if they take ice cream from a shop, then there's a repercussion. So, you know, you either get shelled for stealing or, you know, your parents tell you off. So then there's this consideration between means and ends. But the problem that adolescents have is that everything's a trade-off. So there's a belief that if I do this, then I should get this in return. So if I'm nice to my friend, then they're nice to me back. And the, the problem you have there is when it comes to doing the right actions, so an adult mindset is looking more at doing the right means regardless of the ends. So what I mean there is, if you see someone getting beaten up in the street, then you know you're gonna get your ass kicked for stepping in. Then the adult mindset is to step in because you're doing the right thing regardless of the ends you know regardless of the fact you're going to get hiding whereas a teenager or an adult or sorry an adolescent mindset would step away from that situation and go i'm not going to do it because i'm going to get my ass kicked and it's not an age thing it's a mindset thing and the reason this is so important for fat loss is because we see this so much where people do a good week the means they've eaten well they've trained hard they've exercised and they haven't got the immediate ends they haven't lost weight So they give in, and they stop, and they stop trying, and they say it's not working. Yeah, exactly, what's the point? Imagine how many times we've read that. And it's ridiculous, because it's just never gonna get anywhere. So people need to focus more on the means, regardless of the ends. You need to keep eating well, you need to keep exercising, you need to choose the pain of those actions, because it's gonna help you longer term. And ultimately, if you can look at it this way, and not to phrase it badly, but be a bit more grown up about it and think more like an adult. Just be more mature and do the right actions that you know will work. You know over a period of time, if you eat better, if you eat more nutritious food, if you eat less crap food, if you train hard and exercise consistently, then good things are going to happen. Your life is going to benefit. And that's what I found really interesting about that because it's something that I see so often and he explained it so well that you aren't always going to get your just desserts. You aren't always going to get the reward for your actions but the people who do the best are the ones who keep going anyway. I was supposed to tie it in with the uh, old kids with the GCSE results.
0: It would be like, you know, your child studying for maths or something, and then like, you know, after a week of study, they still can't get a a maths problem right. You wouldn't expect them, or, you know, you'd encourage them not to turn around and go, well, I can't do it, so what's the fucking point? I've studied all week, and I still can't do this. So, you'd be like, okay, let's go back. You know, you're doing everything right. You're studying every night. Let's keep on studying. Let's see what happens. Let's see if we can, you know, make this easier. And we can, you know, get a better understanding of what's going on. You'd encourage them to keep studying and keep going. You wouldn't encourage them to just go, yeah. Well, you're
1: right. You know, you've tried to study for a week and you can't do it, so maths is not best. Stop trying ever. Yeah, that makes zero sense. Yeah. So they are kind of the two points that I gleaned from that book. It is a really good read. Some of it's quite, uh, quite heavy going, but some of it I did find particularly interesting. Yeah, you know, the choose your pain bit is so true, is that we all have a belief that you know when X happens and I can start living my life and it's gonna be brilliant, well actually. When I get
0: to a certain way, when I lose this amount of weight where I can do this, then my life will be grand. You'll probably have moved the goalpost by then. Yeah,
1: and it, it never happens, you know, there's always more to achieve, there's always something else you're gonna want, you know, whether you get the dream job, but then you're gonna want something else, and you're gonna want something else. So you just need to accept that. And I think for some people that would be a bit depressing, that you're never gonna be completely happy. But then for the people, it's kind of a bit more enlightening. I find it out there as well. I'm never you going through any really content. So just enjoy the journey, I guess, not to sound too like... Well, that's why you have like multi-millionaires t- and stuff like that. You know,
0: people who have got more money than
1: they could ever spend in their lifetime.
0: I give it a good go. Um, because they want to constantly keep on pushing. you. Know, people like you know Richard Branson, who you know, could have retired hundreds of years ago hundreds of times over yeah you know what i mean but then they'll keep on pushing and keep on trying to do different things you know when there's absolutely no financial need for them to do that you know that he owns
1: a fucking island i guess that's the thing about ends and means as well as if you're enjoying the means if you're enjoying the actions then the, the end doesn't necessarily matter and if it's going to be a bit crap anyway then do something that matters to you you know we were saying this before that that's what I love about sustain is that I'm helping people and I'm making a difference and when people say You know, you don't know how much better. I feel thank you very much It still means as much now we're nearly on four years now as mm-hmm. much as when we first started So if work's gonna be hard and people are gonna piss you off, then at least make sure there's some good in there You know we get money clients you get people who are unhappy, but then you also have lots and lots of very happy people So that's just the way it's gonna be you're never gonna have everyone loving your system and telling you it's brilliant well, there's always gonna be something wrong, isn't there? Something's always not gonna go quite right. So just embrace it and find something that's worth doing. And I guess if fat loss is that important to you, then just accept there's gonna be a bit of pain. You can't eat what you want all the time. But no one's ever said, my favorite phrase, no one's ever lost weight and we've done a testimonial on them and they said, do you know what it wasn't worth it. I wish I know it is. 100% think. not worth it. So I think for me is look at the
0: things that are holding you back, your kind of habits, behaviors, your choices. The typical ones, and then look at your beliefs around those choices. So, if you think that you know you couldn't possibly live your life without you know three takeaways a week or you know drinking a full bottle of prosecco and 130 grams of um, chocolate on a Saturday night, then challenge that you know, belief and ask yourself, is that really true? Because
1: I can tell you right now, it's not. The only way to assess it, as well as in hindsight, and it's it's a tough one when people go on holiday. A lot of people go on holiday at the moment, and. They'll say, you know, I really need to have X, Y, and Z. It's so much easier on the Monday morning to look back and go, was that worth it? Actually, it wasn't. And it's it's amazing. I've done it before as well. I did it the other week when I was doing lots of rowing and I ate a lot of like lemon biscuit things. And at the time I was like, Oh, I really want these. And then I looked at it back on the Monday and just thought, you know, I didn't need those at all. The bits from last week that I really enjoyed were the bits I had like with my family and my missus. And it's it's so much easier once the action is done to then assess whether it was right or not. It's really hard in the moment to make a rational decision. And that's where you see people struggling and why we advocate both planning and assessing afterwards. Why we do it as coaches. And, you know, ask people the questions that they don't always want to answer. But yeah, going back to
0: that one, with the evidence-based stuff, is then you can assess that and go, I thought this at this time, this was my belief that these biscuits were, I was going to really, you know, I really wanted them, I really needed them, I really enjoyed them. But actually, on reflection, you didn't. And you regret having them. So then that's another bit of evidence to put in the bank. And then next time you go, I really want these biscuits, I really want them, I really want them, but you don't have them, and then you go, actually, I didn't want them. Now I've got some evidence to prove again. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just banking that evidence and, and challenging those, those beliefs that you've got and that kind of mindset. That's you know the big thing. And that's one of the reasons why we coach as supposed
1: to just give you a fucking meal plan which goes eat X, Y, and Z because you will learn a fuck all. And interestingly, you do need to relearn these lessons. I got fish and chips last night and finished it and went, shouldn't have done that. Mm. And ultimately, people will always mess up. I've got a lady at the moment who's doing fantastic. I think she's like five weeks in and nothing off plan. And I just said to her, this at some point is going to go. Like, You're going to have a tough spot. You'll have a day or a meal or a week where it all goes to shit. And what really matters is how you then respond to that. Yeah, you've got to expect it. Yeah, so it's fine to have that meal off if you're really good at getting back on plan. It's no good if you do five weeks on, 15 weeks off. I don't really care. You know, when people say all or nothing, you're likely nothing then because you're, you're seeking. Well, out the highest percentage is in the nothing. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're not all or nothing to a degree where you're making progress. Because if it's 16 weeks of all and one week of nothing, that's all right. But it's pretty damn rare that we see that. It's three weeks of all and then
0: three months of nothing. Yeah. Unfortunately. Cool? Yeah. Right? We're good. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to head on to the website www.do you need to say www. Everyone knows that now. SustainNutrition.co.uk. You can download our 35 rules for easy fat loss, a uh, free cookbook, a free training plan. You wow, all that stuff for free? All for free. Challenge 28 day challenge is kicking off. Go to our Facebook page, find the link. You can apply. You need to apply. Apply. Don't just try to join the challenge. We
1: want to know why. We want to know that you give a shit. There's three questions. we answer answered all of them. It's more than three words each. And obviously the podcast. So thank you for listening. Peace out.
0: One love for the mother's pride. One love for the times we cried.